What's up, everybody? This is Podcast Game Overs, episode 155 for Saturday, September 2nd, 2023. I am Wasabi Ice Cream, joined as always by my dude, Rick. What's up? Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Rick. Good morning. I'm here. You're here. We're all here to talk about some video games. Um, yeah. So we get, we're going to start a little bit differently. I'm going to start with what I've been playing because when you see what Wasabi's been playing, you're going to see why we ended up with that. Um, so I'm going to start. I started playing Castlevania Aria of Sorrow again. It's the, uh, one of the GBA games featuring the Castlevania GBA collection. Still yeah. fucking incredible. For a GBA game, fucking incredible. Like, it's still a, a good-ass, like, Castlevania game. It is the only Castlevania game, and I will argue, on the GBA that doesn't feel held back by the GBA. Like, Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, they're both decent games, but... You can't help but feel like all oh, these are all, these weren't on the GBA, they'd be better. But RF Sorrow fucking nailed it. I'm trying to remember if Good I finished that one. If I you finish it, any that one you want to finish. <laughs> I, I played it because it had retro achievements. So I played through it and yeah. I, I definitely played through it because I have the achievements to show it. Um, yeah. But I don't remember if I finished it though. It's a it's a good ass game. I just restarted it on hard mode. Which is kind of trivialized by the the GBA or by the, the Switch version because it's got that rewind mechanic, and I'm definitely abusing that. But oh. it's still a good ass game. Like the exploration's good. The oh, you're animations one of those. are great. Yeah, I'm one of those. Like, I fucking don't got time, dude. I got a baby. <laughs> serious. Um, and now the game's beautiful. Graphics are beautiful. Music's fantastic. Uh, the gameplay is really solid. It's really tight. I actually started playing it because I started playing Bloodstained on the Switch. I was like, I'm going to finish this game. Yeah. And the game felt so floaty. It felt so loose. I, I was like, this game doesn't feel good to play. I'm like, has, has, has Castlevania always felt like this or just this game? And so that's why I booted up the GBA Castlevania games. I'm like, no, no, no. These games are tight as shit. It's just Bloodstained that feels bad. Um, I did a little bit Bloodstained. Huh? I loaded up some Bloodstained, too like last week just to play it a little yeah. bit and i thought it was i thought it was okay it was like so there's a lot to it there's a lot more mechanics than are obvious like yeah. just magic and shit so um yeah well Arya of sorrow Arya of sorrow has a lot of that too um yeah like the the shard system is almost directly stolen from like the soul system from Arya of sorrow yeah but I think my problem is, and people have told me this, I'm playing on the Switch, which apparently is like the lo- the worst performing version. And the f- because the frame rate's worse in the Switch version, it's really easy to like, like uh, whiff some stuff because the timing is different and the timing feels off on it. So I think that's why I'm not backstepping when I feel like I should backstep. I'm not like attack cancel when I feel like I should attack cancel. Um, I thought attack canceling wasn't even in that game, but no, it is. It's just the timing's super off because of the Switch version, so I have to buy it on another console. Um, but no, Ari of Sorrow is still fucking incredible. Um, Vampire Survivors, I'm playing a lot of that still. Still fucking incredible. Like, <laughs> yeah, that game is worth it, dude. Five dollars for the base game, dollar sixty for each piece of con- each uh, expansion. That is the most fun you're gonna have with like less than ten dollars for a video game. Trust me, go play it. Um, then I wanted to end off with uh, Pokemon Scarlet. They just had their new uh, Pokemon event where they introduced uh, Mew a couple weeks ago through a mystery gift. And you can use that Mew to take on Mew 2 
and an extra special raid challenge. Which is super interesting, because what they did with this one, and I'm going to get into some stuff that probably people won't care about, but I think it's cool. What they did with this one is the raid is a standard Pokemon raid. But if you take Mew into it to fight Mewtwo, he gets a huge status boost. Like a huge stat boost. Like you'd be dumb not to take Mew into it. And Mewtwo in itself is also a lot harder. He has a lot more HP than the standard raid battles we've been seeing, even some of the harder ones. He gets a lot harder than the standard raid battles we've been seeing. So <clears throat> the meta strategy right now is to level up Mew to level 100, EV stat, EV train, it's HP and attack, and change its Terra type to bug, teach it struggle bug, leech life, um, life do, and sword dance. And start the fight, struggle bugging him to deal damage and lowering his attack stat. Uh, use sword dance to max out your attack stat, and then leech life on the rest of the fight with the terrestrialize uh, bug. That way you're dealing super effective damage, healing yourself every attack. And uh, you're getting a stat boost from the terror typing and from the sword dancing. And to do that with three other players who are doing the exact same thing. Um, I got lucky and went to take them on because they were all following the same strategy I was. So it was super easy. It took a, took a minute, but it was easy. And... My brother was nice enough because uh, when he found out the meta strategy, I didn't have time to do it. So I was like, dude, I got to like level up this Mew. I got to EV train. He was like, no, I got you. So he took him in. He took my Mew from me, maxed out his stats for me, sent them back to me. So I was able to take on this raid. And I got to say, this is something that's really cool about Pokemon. I talked about it before, man. Like these raids are super cool because they give you a reason to continue with the post-game content. Instead of just running through, like, Battle Frontier, which is cool. I like Battle Frontier from Gen 3, but with this, every couple weeks, it's like, oh, here's a new, like, exclusive raid Pokemon. And come up with a strategy to, like, fight it and beat it. And you gotta breed and level up specific Pokemon to take these guys on. Because of the way Terrastalizing works, you, you can go build them up against anything. Like, there's no set strategy to take this thing on, so... That's part of the fun, you know, getting this raid challenge and like, okay, cool, I got this amount of time to like get a Pokemon up to snuff that can take them on and come up with a strategy for it or look online so that people are doing like it's 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 exhilarating. I think that's a lot of fun for me to do it. And this was really cool to do. Like it was cool to see it. I, I haven't seen Mew uh release in official capacity in a long time, so that was cool to see. Mewtwo is in, like, every other game, but getting Mew specifically was really cool to see. And, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens next with their next expansion, especially with their newest expansion coming out. I want to see what kind of raids they bring in for that. I'll probably end up picking up the DLC when that drops. I think it's coming out, like, later this month. So I'll probably do it, like, not right when it comes out, but a little bit after. I'm still playing a bunch of shit, but... Yeah, Pokemon's a lot of fun still. I don't care what people say about Scarlet and Violet. I think they're fun. Terrastalizing is such a cool concept that completely changes how you play competitively, but also how you fight uh, these raid Pokemon. Everybody just back off the games. They're fun as fuck. Dude, this uh, YouTube is garbage, man. What? <laughs> I've just been trying to find a, a video 
that just is the raid without someone being like, okay, guys, here's the best fucking, here's the best strategy. For, you, gotta, you gotta use the, here's the, here's the, the, the go-to guide. Oh, yeah. Every video is like a 10-minute explanation of the, the, the meta right now for Mio. I just want to see uh, that someone just do the raid. I don't, I don't want to fucking have you sell me your goddamn like build. Fucking hard. Like, every single build I've looked at is like, hey, even with this build, you still want to do it with the party because, like, this, ra this raid's still, like, impossible by, like, so long. Um, people have come up with, like, oh, here's the best solo build for it. But even then, it's, like, it's still, like, a chance. You, it's not guaranteed you'll beat it. You still, you, like, the, the strategy is you want to, like, do this and then go into uh, the raid with other people and do it with them. Um, yeah, my brother was nice enough to like get this Mew ready for me. He, him and I were gonna take on the raid together, um, but he has stuff to do, I have stuff to do. And by the time I had some free time, I was like, oh, I'll just try it, see, get an idea for what to expect. And I took it out my second try, so. Um, it's not too hard, but I got lucky. I got a group of people who knew what they were doing. They were doing the same strategy I was, and yeah. I know, the game's fucking fun. Um, and I have this really badass Mewtwo now to show for it. But you guys don't want to hear about that. <laughs> because Wasabi's been playing a very special game. And I know we're going to be talking about that a lot. <laughs> um... So, yeah, let's move on to what you've been playing. Uh, I was playing Starfield, and did what do you know about Starfield? Um, I know it's still a good Bethesda game. It's not perfect. There's still some bugs there. Um, I know each world is its own like map. So it's not like a whole ass world you can explore in No Man's Sky. It's like a set map you can go through. But the maps are supposed to be fucking huge. And I know you can't, like, free fly from one world to another. You gotta, like, fast travel. Okay. You've got, you've got a lot of it already. Yeah. Uh, Rush Plays YouTube is in the chat. What's up? Yo, what's up? Um, the game is fucking incredible, right? Yes. Okay. However... <laughs> However, it's like, what, like, what's the saying? Like, two steps forward and like three steps back, or whatever. Yeah, I hear the inventory management. It's another one that's like fucking garbage. Like that's still like dog shit. <laughs> um, I, I wrote a list down here. Okay. I have a list. It's here. Okay, so the space stuff. I. I thought that this would be a one of those games where you can kind of just fly the fuck around and kind of just wander the cosmos. You know what I mean? That's what I thought the game was going to be. So, uh, imagine my, my disappointment. It's not even that bad. It's not even that bad. It's more, but it is, it is more of like a, uh, it's more like Mass Effect in that regard or like a KOTOR or like any of those like Bioware RPGs where you just you have a star map and you're picking shit off of the star map and that's where you're going right alright so you can't really fly 
You can't really fly places. You can, kinda, but it's not like it's like an illusion that you're flying there. Um which took me took me a, a minute to come to terms with. And right, but once you came to terms with the game it was fun, right? Like Well Oh no. I'm still early I'm still early in the game. I only played like six hours. I played a little bit last okay. night. The most fun that I'm having with the game right now is just landing on a planet. Um hold on. Okay. Landing on a planet and just doing the no man's sky thing of just wandering around, scanning the animals, scanning the uh the the trees and shit scanning the rocks and then you you land on a planet everything is i guess procedurally generated though they do they do a good job of kind of obfuscating that like it doesn't everything doesn't look everything's very visually appealing you know that's like good. it looks great and you do you get the sense of wonder when you look out in the distance and it's like nothing but rocks and shit, but you see something out there. There's like something out there and it's like, what the fuck is that? And you go towards that and it's like a glacier. It's like a, like a half melted glacier and you can scan it and you can get like points to, towards like, it's like a thing that you can just scan uh, like a little wonder out on this planet. And like, that stuff's really cool. Cause it's like, even within this like desolate area, there is this there is this region of uh, uh something interesting and different here you know um and that shit's cool that's just cool as shit and uh you open up your scanner and in the distance it'll show you hey there's a structure here hey there's like a natural thing here hey there's like signs of life over here and so you're kind of just wandering around and just i don't know i found i found those are the moments that I liked best in games like No Man's Sky, where it was just not a lot of action, but I can just kind of chill out and just relax and kind of just just let my mind just wander and kind of just explore yeah. to see what the fuck is out here. Um, that stuff's beautiful. That stuff's great. And that is like most of what I did in the game. That's good. Um... Then let's see what else I have here. And then, and then, okay. So the game runs like shit. It runs like absolute really? dog shit, dude. Like on PC? even on PC, especially on PC. Well, I don't know if it's, I don't know if especially is the word. Yeah, but so fuck, how do you dude. say that with the Xbox like series S or the one S port exists? Well, but. yeah, those guys have it rough. Well, you can see why the consoles only run at 30. Because on my 4080, I can barely maintain 60 FPS on that's that's at, not good at 4K ultra settings, barely maintaining 60. And I had to knock it down because it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't doing it. And then is it, is it in a 1080 at least like 1080. Charin in the chat says, "Who is bro talking to?" Dead. Talking to you, Charin. Charin? 
Is that your name? You sound like a Pokemon. You sound like a dev a devolution of Charmander. <laughs> okay. Um. No, it just runs like fucking dog shit. It's it's like. It's like not. It's not absolute. It's not like terrible, terrible, but it's worse than it should be running. Like on my, on my system, which I just built this fucking thing a month ago. Oh yeah. With the with the latest and greatest fucking. It's like as high as you can get, aside from like a forty ninety, because that's ridiculous. But it shouldn't it shouldn't be running as shittily as it is i shouldn't have to pop into the the settings at all to change anything and then what's crazy is all of the preset options you set it to ultra quality it sets the resolution to like 70 percent. It, it like does like resolution scaling and the default ultra preset is 70 percent resolution so if you're like playing if you're at 4k you're not actually if you just set, select the preset you're not at 4k it like sets it to like 70% of 4k and that's a default ultra. And if you go lower than that, like high is like 60%. I think medium's like maybe like 50%. It's like they know that it can't even run at the native resolution because it defaults everything to like FSR is on by default. Um, dynamic resolution is on and then it sets it to like 40% or uh, 70%. I'm like, what the fuck is like, why, why does it run like this? Like, why It's like, they know that it's not going to run properly. So they forcibly set it lower than like, to, like to a safe point lower than what we, you know, with it, where they know that they can do. So uh, I eventually found a, you know, you had to fine tune it to kind of find where you're at. But yeah, so I found, I found, and it was just a bummer because all the, like, I did look at some of the performance reviews just to see like how it performed on PC and none of them said, all of them said, yeah, it performs excellent. Oh, the performance is great. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it's, yeah, it's perfect. And no, it's not. No, it is not. It is just not. It like there's straight up just wrong. These people are running on to say that. Like, did do these people that are saying that? Like, oh yeah, I'm running on this hardware and it's fine. I was reading somewhere that like it's uh, I don't know what the term is, but I guess it was uh, it favors like AMD cards and AMD um, hardware. And you're running a video on all your stuff, right? So yeah, maybe that's what's different. But well, even on the know, AMD even cards. Then, even then, you think with like just the straight, just raw power from you said it was a forty eighty you're running. You think it'd be fine, but even the AMD card, Gamers Nexus did a Gamers Nexus is the only one that actually did the work and properly like benchmarking like every different card, every resolution, and every setting um, to actually see what's happening. And the 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 the. The conclusion is it just runs like shit on everything, uh, even on AMD. So even on even on a forty ninety, you're just not getting the performance that you should be getting with this game. And it's not to say that it's not running like shit. It's not shitty in the way that's like 
it's just all over the place. It's shitty in the way that you're just not getting the performance you should be getting. It's stable. Yeah. It's a stable 45 to 50 that I'm getting. <laughs> you know? But I don't want 45 to 50. <laughs> I yeah. want 60. Like, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, um, it's, it's stable. It's not like all over the place. So like, it's not like crazy like that, but it should just be, it should be a stable 60. That's, yeah, especially since, like, when the Xbox Series X got announced, right? Like, the idea was, like, oh, this machine, like, we want games to target, like, 4K, 120 FPS. If the PC version can't even hit, like, 60 at 4K, like, what's, uh, what's going on? Like, is it just not feasible, or, like, what's the deal here? But even then, at 60, it should be fine, but I don't yeah. know, that's obnoxious. <laughs> So that was the that was the first thing I noticed right after like because there's this like introduction scene before you actually do character creation and the introduction scene was fine totally fine I was like sixty I was like hell yeah this game's running real nice yeah and then right after character creation you actually get into I guess the game and then it was like forty thirty five thirty thirty two and I was like oh no. Oh no! What is happening? Uh, so, yeah, that that was something that we had to figure out immediately. And That's obnoxious. Yeah, and it was it was immediate. Like, so I don't know where these people were coming out and talking about. Oh yeah, it's fuck, it's fantastic, because uh, it's not. Um, and then the UI, the UI man, the UI is bad. It's bad. The UI is bad again. Yeah. Again, it's like the two steps forward, three steps back, or whatever the fuck. The UI is terrible, man. Yeah, that's what everyone else is telling me, too. I can't believe... So, you you look at a gun, right? You're like, okay, how much damage does this do? Okay, it does 13 damage. That 13 is just... It's like base damage. Like, damage... Base damage. Like, if you hit someone with this, 13 is the base damage before any resistances or buffs or whatever. Yeah. Um, in, I swear, I swear, I don't, I don't remember if this is the case, but I think even Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout uh, 4, I'm almost certain that those games had a, a DPS. So they would show you the base damage and then they would show you like a DPS. That way, if you had like a SMG or something, its base damage would be like 13, you know? But since it's, it's sending out like 100 rounds per second, the DPS would be way higher. Uh, and it would show you that. I don't know like, if it had DPS in it. That's her, I don't think it does. I'm almost certain Fallout 4, I'm almost certain Fallout 4 did. I think 76 did. Maybe Fallout 4. 76 definitely did. Um... I don't know if I maybe Fallout 4, maybe Fallout 4. But it just uh, makes it New Vegas or 3 though. It makes it, it it just makes it more difficult to compare your weapons cuz you're going to be yeah. seeing you're going to be seeing the same weapons like during the start of the game. You're going to be seeing some of the same weapons just over and over again. And some of them will have like slight modifications on them that it makes it hard to compare which one is better or worse or like which one's doing more damage basically 
when because I picked up two versions of the same weapon. One of them fires like a shotgun, and the other one's like single shot. And another one I have of the same gun. I have three versions of the same gun. One's a single shot, like sniper. One's a shotgun, and one's a um like an assault rifle. But they're all the same gun, so they all show the same base damage of like thirteen. But that's not in reality because one fires fast yeah. one fires like a shotgun and we have your single shot um yeah so the actual like dps isn't like shown to you so you gotta like calculate that math, yourself yeah yeah and it just it just makes it harder to like loot stuff at a glance but that's not the only problem with that the other problem is that encumbrance is a huge problem you're just oh, yeah you you look at shit in this game and It'll tell you how much it weighs, but it won't tell you. It doesn't tell you what the fuck it is unless you like pop into because, you know, Fallout 4 added that like quick loot thing. So you can just look at a container and it just shows you everything. That's, you don't have to open up a menu. It will just pop up like a yeah, yeah, yeah. a thing and you can just loot it from there. The problem with that is it doesn't tell you what the fuck anything is. And Fallout 4 might have had the same problem, but at least in like Fallout 4 everything had like a component to it, you know? So if you were if you were if you were looking at a tin can, you at least knew it had like steel in it or like aluminum or some shit that you can then take back to your workbench and like scrap all of that shit. So at least like everything is useful in some way. And this game, it doesn't tell you any fucking thing. So you look at a hammer and you're like this is just a fucking hammer. Why would I pick this up? or uh like a, a a wrench or like a you know a, a, a snow globe where you're like what why would i pick this up uh well, like, that's I, a knock this is all shit <laughs> like that was the thing i liked about fallout 4 was that all these games always en- enabled you to just pick up fucking anything and everything but you never really had a reason to do that until fallout 4 which added all of these basic components to every item in the game. So at least yeah. you knew that if you were picking something up that was just random bullshit, you could at least scrap it and get the base materials out of it and then turn it into something else. Yeah. But in this like game... It wasn't just like a hammer anymore. It was like, oh, this hammer is like one part steel, two parts wood. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And, then, and I can scrap that and then use it in something else. But in this game, I don't, I don't even know if that's... I don't even know if that's possible to scrap shit like that. Um, because another thing we'll get into in a bit, but the other problem is like the encumbrance. It'll tell you how much something weighs, but it won't tell you how much weight you have currently. So you'll just keep picking shit up. You'll keep picking shit up and not even realizing that you you're over encumbered and you get over encumbered very quickly in this game. Uh, to the point where it was like i gotta like i gotta take a companion and just make them carry all my bullshit because <laughs> this is crazy and the way that i try to play the game because you get like spacesuits and helmets and like backpacks and shit mm-hmm. and the backpacks don't increase your carry weight at all by the way which i thought they would but they don't um and the the type of the way the way that I play these well the way that I thought of playing this game is that I'm gonna carry different spacesuits 
for different environments. That way that I know if I'm on a like a radiation heavy planet, I can put on my radiation suit. Or if I'm in a, like a heat planet, I can put on my heat resistance suit and I'll just be ready for like all those situations. But no, the fucking the suits just they everything weighs so much. So it's impossible to play the game like that unless you can like you can keep stuff on your ship. But if you like run into one of those situations, I, I don't know, you have to like go back to your ship and then get the thing. And then um, some of the some of the the some of the stuff is like dynamic like i was on mars i don't even know if this was like even really happening but i was on mars and then i walked outside from like a facility and it says "Uh oh danger uh extreme heat and i was like oh that makes sense because like it's mars so the sun must be out and it's very hot now but it was nighttime the sun wasn't anywhere in sight and then like i walked back into the facility and i walked outside again and then it was it was just gone and i was like what happened there so i I don't know sometimes it's just fucking random um but that's so the, the other thing so the scrapping of shits that leads me into the skills in this game because a lot of the base, the tier one skills, a lot of them yeah. are just basic unlocks for like sim- like basic abilities. So, for example, you can't pickpocket at all until you put a rank, put a skill point in the pickpocket skill. Um, okay. It's shit like that. Like the sneak, you have no sneak meter unless you put a point into the sneak skill. Um... Yeah, it's shit like that. Those are two examples that I remember specifically. But it's shit like that. Like, basic unlocks, like, basic game mechanics are locked away in the skill tree. So if you don't have the skill for it, you can't do it at all. So I don't know if just, like, scrapping, if the scrapping mechanic is is locked behind the uh, skill. Um, there's a lot of skills and shit. So I didn't look at, I didn't look at every single one. But... Those are the couple I noticed because my character started with some of those. Depending on how you create your character, you can choose like a starting path that'll yeah. automatically give you certain skills. Like you can't bribe enemy, you can't bribe people unless you have the skill for it. It's um shit like that. Like a lot of stuff is locked away behind a skill. So um, if you don't have the skill, you just can't do it until you get the skill. Um, I like that because it makes it doesn't make you like a jack of all trades. You know, you have to kind of specialize in, in certain things. So I kind of like that because it gives you it's more choice. You know what I mean? It's like your choices matter more. So there's nothing wrong with that. But it, it just leads to a point where it's, it's like, I don't know if I can't do this because I don't have the skill or if I yeah. just can't do this ever. I mean, you can pull it up on a wiki, but like you want to explore that stuff yourself, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not the type to use a guide, even if <laughs> to to like the detriment of completing games, maybe. But um, but uh, I like the skills. The skills are I like that system. It's just, it doesn't really, it doesn't really explain that. It doesn't really go, hey, you can't do this until you get this or whatever. But I'm not sure how it would explain that because, you know, it's not like 
Like you you try to pickpocket someone and it's like, hey, you can't do that until you get the skill or whatever. I don't know. There's probably There's like a simple a, message. Like you don't have the skill to do that or something. With, yeah. Clear up a lot of these problems. Um, the companions. I don't like. I uh, so I like I like the I like the characters. Um, I've only met a few of them so far. But um, the one they kind of like force on you from the start, they don't, I don't think they force you. They, they let you not take her, but they go, Hey, if you do take her, she's going to be with you for a while. You can't get rid of her. Um, so I was like, okay, the Sarah Morgan, she's one of like the constant, she's like the head constellation member. Uh, and she just comes with you. And one, one of the cool things it does is like, if you're in like a dialogue situation where you have to like convince someone something or or whatever if you're like in dialogue you can you can have your companions talk for you like oh that's cool um we were talking to some guy at a bar and we were trying to get some info from him he's like yeah you know the guy the guy you're looking for he had a tab for me if you pay his tab i'll uh i'll tell you everything i know and the tab was like ten thousand credits and you can let her talk and she's like, I smell bullshit. You're just seizing as op- an opportunity here. Um, and she called him out and then he was like, okay, it's, it's really 500 credits or some shit like that. Uh, and I was like, yeah, hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I love that. See, that, yeah. that's cool now. Cause they're not just like, they're not just sitting there, like following you, you know, and in eternity. Carrying your bullshit. Yeah. Just carrying yeah. your bullshit. Like they're maybe comments and like after you've made a choice they're like oh hey i agree with that (laughs) you know like or no i didn't agree with that how you handled that yeah people too they're gonna say shit in the middle of the situation like i like that yeah and it does do the they have like likes and dislikes i like um because my character is like a fucking scumbag you know like pickpocketing and sneaking and thieving and shit so i i walked in i I needed medicine (laughs) So like I found the doctor in uh, New Atlantis, which is like the first city you go to. I found the doctor. He just had his back turned. He was like doing paperwork or something, and just had his back turned. So I was like, I'm just gonna walk in here and like steal all his medicine. <laughs> and like Sarah was with me, and she was like, I can't believe you just took that. Uh, so uh, it's funny. Yeah, they'll, they'll like they have like likes and dislikes, and they'll comment on shit. Um. When I'm when I'm over encumbered, which is all the time, whenever you pick some bullshit up, they're like, "What? what you, you're just gonna carry all this shit?" Like, <laughs> they're like, they don't like you being over encumbered. Um, that's funny. Uh, see, I like that. I like that they can actually like communicate like in the middle of like dialogue. Like, they don't just wait for you to make the choices and then be like, "Hey, here's how I felt about that." Yeah, like that's really cool. And then here's the pro- here's the other side of the coin though, oh, is they're fucking brain dead in combat. Ah, uh, what? Brain dead, dude. So I, like I said, I'm a sneaky fuck. I'm a scumbag sneaky fuck, and I try to stealth my way through because they do give you. I will I will applaud them on their like design or their or their like level design. They give you opportunities to like open up like um cooling ducks and like crawl into cooling ducks and and like sneak around through the 
through um like almost like golden eye almost where you're like <laughs> sneaking through like ducks and shit so like i was doing that i was like oh shit i can pull off this i can pull off this grate and kind of crawl in here and sneak around and then i was in there and i looked around and i was like where's uh where's sarah morgan and i just kept going i just kept going i was like oh maybe they'll just like she'll catch up or whatever um and then I just hear gunfire. I just hear, oh, fuck, pull the alarm. There's like a lot. It's like Far Cry where there's like alarms they can pull and then alert the whole fucking thing. And I was like, oh shit, someone else is in here. And they're like, I can like get the jump on them while they're like attacking. It must be like a monster in there or something. No, it was fucking Sarah Morgan fucking alerting everyone. Like, I don't know, like taking the fucking front door because I took the back door and she didn't know how to deal with that. And she alerted the entire fucking facility. They pull the goddamn alarm. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Are you kidding that's, that's me? That's the worst. Like, it's the worst that any game that allows for sneaking mechanics should program it so that your companion can't trigger the alarms. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like that was like, one of the things. More, like yeah, it's it's jarring when it doesn't. Because if you ever like The Last of Us, that was one of the things that like they had to do. Because if if your if your teammate fucks up your stealth, you're fucked. You know. Uh, and yeah, that's like this game. They they fuck your shit up. I like I can't believe, I couldn't believe it when that happened. I was like, there's no fucking way they they let this happen. Uh, it makes it impossible. It makes it impossible to do stealth. Cause they're just constantly they cannot they get lost in the terrain they like they can't keep up with you all i did was like just jump in a, a grate and then it was done she was like oh I, was, I gotta go around or some shit and she did <laughs> and fucking fucking started it was just trigger happy it trigger they're always trigger happy like as soon as you walk past there's if you're like on a planet there's like a bunch of creatures and shit and they're not gonna they don't attack you unless you like get unless they're really violent or Unless you like get too close and and then they'll like kinda attack you, maybe. But um every time every time I walked past any creature, she just started blasting. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like calm down. It's like, yeah, I don't know what I don't know. I'm it makes me not want to use any companions. But at the same time, you need the companions because the encumbrance is so low that you're gonna be over they like need to carry your shit. And it just makes it super, super difficult to, to um, I don't know, for me to, to make that choice of, oh, do I want someone to carry my shit or do I want to actually have viable stealth here? Yeah. Um, oh, that's, um, a, that, that's a balancing act. <laughs> you need a get there. That's like really annoying. Um, but overall, the game is incredible like yeah i i can't i can't stress enough how much i am enjoying this game and i haven't even done that much shit yet <laughs> i haven't even done anything i'm like on the like first i'm still on the first fucking story mission is that like point in skyrim where like you haven't even gotten your like shouts yet but you just want to run the fuck around and just explore yeah. that's like what i'm doing and it's that's good yeah. Plus, once the you got it on Steam too, right? So like, once a lot of bunch of mods are coming out, yeah. Which, by the way, I was reading somewhere you didn't really touch into this. The game doesn't have an FOV slider. Like, how did you feel about that? It does not have an FOV slider, but 
I whatever default FOV they're using is fine. Fine so, for you. Fine for me. And I usually play it like a 103. Um, and I'm very uh sensitive to the FOV. Not very sensitive. Like I don't get like motion sick like most people do when they complain about FOV shit. Yeah, but I usually play like a hundred up depending on the game. Yeah. And I'm not sensitive to it. I don't get like motion sick like you're saying, but I do get like annoyed. You know, you notice it. You notice this. Yeah. Like, why does it feel like I'm in like constrained in a in a claustrophobic hallway? Is what it feels yeah. like. But I don't know. Whatever yeah, the whatever, annoying. whatever default they're using is is fine. Like I didn't. That's it wasn't bothering me. That's um, the third person shit t- trash. It's trash. <laughs> I, third person unplayable. I don't know. I don't understand how anyone plays these games in third person. There's so much like motion like animation bullshit it like prioritizes animation over actually controlling your character so oh, i hate that it's yeah. just i don't know i don't understand how anyone can play this game in third person it's, it does the thing where like if you're like moving left and then you uh dry, like slam it to the right do do like a, they're like try to like stop and then get their momentum back and then go right yeah. it's like that shit it's like so much momentum in your movement that it's just it's just unplayable i don't understand how anyone does that uh so first person first person only though you can you can separate you can do third person in the ship which is nice and then you can do like first person when you're on foot which is which is good and it'll, it'll remember that new jiraiya in the chat says hey guys hope you're well and jedi fallen order is really good jedi fallen order is really good um, I haven't played it yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah, that's that's all I gotta say about Starfield, I guess. Um it is it is the, the space shit. The space shit was probably my like biggest disappointment. Yeah. Not not so much that because it is, like some of it is, is like completely optional by the way like you never have to you never have to go out into space you can literally fast travel from the surface of one planet to the surface of another planet from just straight from the menu without ever getting on your ship which is great that's great for like if you just want to do shit quickly i like that it has that option but i would like the option in the other way that if I do just want to like fly somewhere and just do the flight without jumping into a menu, I should be able to do that too. Like that's, I find that stuff pretty like fun. Um, cause like you can, you can, there's like seats, there's like, you can sit on the, oh, here, if you're watching a stream now, this is me trying the third person for the first time and being like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and then going back to first person for the rest of my play. Yeah, if I but, if I saw that, I'd be like, nope, not doing this. Yeah, this, is, this doesn't feel, this doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean, Fallout, Bethesda games have always had this like jank third person, like not si- only a- only since Fallout Four, because nah, dude, I, I disagree. Like it was always jank, but it didn't really part. They didn't really have animations for like they didn't really prioritize animations in the same way they started doing yeah, they the Fallout 4. Yeah, they were doing like, the Naughty Dog thing where like the animation needs to look cool versus yeah, the game feeling Because that's my problem with it. I, I'm fine with how like janky the camera is in certain and like in the previous games, but at least the movement was fine. I can still move a crisp movement. Yeah. 
Yeah, you had that like first person movement with a third person yeah. camera. Yeah. Um But that seems like that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. Um oh here's me breaking into this doctor's office and uh stealing his shit. It's like it's I I the 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 city the first city it reminded me so fucking much of the citadel dude just way larger it's like the citadel how you dreamed it should be we could just that's, fucking that's what I that's what I wanted to get into as well because like I saw um G Man review it and when he saw like how big that like first city hub is I was like oh my god that's the citadel that's how the citadel should have been yeah like Instead I had so like, many flashbacks of yeah. of Mass Effect dude it was like really. Like most of the game is more of a Mass Effect and less of a No Man's Sky. I'm okay with that. But I was hoping it would be a little more No Man's Sky-ish just in terms of like the freedom of flight is kind of what I was looking for. And just the way you scan shit, the scanning is bullshit because you have to scan shit multiple times and you have to like get super close to shit to scan it. Um and that was kind of annoying and then on a skill and then i looked at the skill tree it turns out you can put a you can put a scope on the scanner and um i don't think it's all scanning shit multiple times because there's some there's some stuff on the planets that it wants you to scan multiple times but they're like super rare there was like one like a frog creature that i saw on one of the planets and I saw, I, feel like I was, I was like running around there for like a fucking hour, and I saw this frog thing once, and I'm like, they want me to scan this multiple times. I've seen one of these things in an hour. There's like no fucking way. So it's like shit like that that I'm kind of like, ah, oh, it'd be nice if I just had to scan this once, like No Man's Sky, or I can scan it from like a mile away, like No Man's Sky. Um, but whatever it's it's stuff that i'm sure like mods will address and um you know down down the road we'll we'll see uh fixes for this stuff but it's it's fine for now the way it is it's like it doesn't make the game unplayable or anything so and i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it so that's all that matters great it would be a great podcast game to just chill out to you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like it, there's a lot of downtime like especially when you're not doing any missions or anything you can just land on a planet run around explore just discover shit and it's good at that like i thought it would be more like when i landed on mars i thought it'd be nothing there but there was this whole giant fucking facility that i just wandered into and i was like holy shit this is fucking awesome and it was no most of the areas have loading screens between them, but this like facility, it was just there. It was giant. It was just there. You could just walk in and explore it. And I was like, that's crazy. Um, that's so dope. And yeah, I did see one, I did see one facility type that was just a copy paste. I saw one copy paste in my playthrough already. In my six hours yeah. of play, I saw one copy paste. So there's that. But is yeah, but it's still all... like the game's fun. Like you know, you're having fun with it. Yeah. So, um, one of the other problems on on Steam, you can't review the game yet because it's technically not released yet. Yeah, it so, doesn't come out officially for like until what, like two, three days. Yeah, until the sixth, I think. So, 
it's you can't put a review on it it's not like early access they call it advanced access Bethesda calls yeah. it this where it's technically not early access it's just it's out but only for the people who Able bought the use. yeah it's basically like a journalist uh, access I guess where you can't post a review on the Steam page even though you own the game and you've played it a lot you can't put any reviews up on Steam and that's kind of fucked up because I don't know there's people who have just who have played the game like the user review is useful I think especially for people who's like I have a 4080 and the game runs like shit I think some people yeah. would like to know that <laughs> um, yeah it's weird to me that like that's like not a thing like yeah. like you own it even though it's not technically out yet it's like the way they worded it, it's not like, how can I put it? Like, because it's not, oh, the game's not out. It's not out yet. It's just these people have like advanced access to it. Yeah. That's not the street date, which is fucking stupid. That's stupid as shit. <laughs> like, it's such a dumb, like, little cop out to just keep people from posting reviews on it, which is dumb because, like, there's no review embargo on it. Like, journalists are already putting up reviews. So, yeah. what the fuck's the problem? Like, why can't you let users put up reviews too? Um, but yeah I think I think that's it there's this there's so much there's so much to this game there's so fucking much like I I I haven't even I haven't gotten into like the crafting like the base building shit like that's a whole another thing there's a research you can research like weapon mods and and uh uh armor shit you can just you can research different shit like ship building all that shit like there's so much of that that hasn't even surfaced yet but i think you can buy a ship you can just like buy a ship and start customizing it straight out the gate but it costs so many credits that you're not you're just not gonna be able to like right out the gate yeah. but all of that is just there all of it's there and you can do it if you have the means of doing it but it's just there's so much to this game that i just don't it's yeah, just, there's, I think there's a lot of like features that I'm not gonna be able to like really give the time to. Yeah, that's because like I'm I'm a I keep saying it on the show, but like I'm a grown man, you know, I got a full time job and a family, so I'm sure there's a lot of features I'm not gonna be able to invest as much time into as they deserve. But I'm still excited to like try it and play it. Yeah, and yeah, it's good. I'm I'll, I'll be super curious to see where how this game evolves over time. Because that's oh, the beauty of these games is that they evolve over time to become something more. And like Skyrim is one of my favorite games of all time. Like I can say that confidently, having put a couple hundred thousand hours into it. That yeah, yeah it's, it's probably one of the funnest. It's one of the best games I've played. It's one of my favorite games I've never finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm probably never gonna finish. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that, that's fun like that, that's good like that's something that's got me excited too because seeing like what they've done with this it's it's a new bethesda property you know it's not fallout it's not skyrim or it's not elder scrolls i forgot skyrim existed before elder scrolls existed before skyrim yeah um but i'm curious to see how this affects like future bethesda projects because this is is this still running on their creation engine it's like a like an updated version of the creation engine or do they yeah they yeah it? yeah yeah it's a significantly updated creation engine so it's it's 
it's the same shit you expect like it's 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 that engine and it works in basically the same way just they've you know they fine-tuned a lot of stuff they updated a lot of stuff to, to to modernize it um you know especially when it comes to like graphics and lighting and shit it's a very good looking fucking game like it looks great now it doesn't look as good as it should look for taxing my gpu as much as it does but it, it's I was a good like game. cyberpunk looked a lot more like graphically impressive than that but we look at yeah. the scale of it it's like holy shit yeah yeah so i can i can appreciate it for i can appreciate them for trying to cater to to, to make a game like this the way they make it takes a lot of fucking yeah. hard like hard work especially when you're when you're using that engine and you're like is it is an engine that's catered to the modability like they could easily use a different engine and probably have it you know work 10 times better look 10 times better you know they could use fucking unreal 5.32 or whatever the fuck and it would probably be perfect in every way but i like that they use this engine because it just it puts uh it gives power to the the user to kind of just make mods and shit like that and i think yeah. that's i don't know that's for me that's an important feature uh for a lot of people it's an important feature it's why skyrim is so fucking it's still yeah. huge you know if and not they, just that but like another cool thing is because you're right they use the same engine it makes modability easier it also makes like you know all around like the ecosystem of mods like more unified yeah because i'm sure like like you said they, they brought out like unreal engine five point whatever you know i'm gonna give an example it's one of the more popular mods you know if they wanted to bring cbbe you know into this game i'm sure pulling up files from cbbe and just modifying them to work on starfield is going to be really easy since they're on the same engine yeah anymore. and that's how that's how they did it for fallout 4 like yeah. CBBE was on that shit within I think as soon as the creation kit dropped for Fallout 4 every, every mod that existed for like Fallout 3 in New Vegas they were able to just port directly into not maybe not directly but it made it significantly easier even Skyrim so CBBE started as a Skyrim mod and you were able to just they were able to just port it kind of almost one for one into Fallout 4 and that's how that's yeah. how easy it is so I'm sure we're going to see the entirety of Tamriel on one of these planets or Nern, I think is what the planet is called. So I'm sure we'll see Nern somewhere. Someone's going to create the entire fucking planet and just put it in <laughs> or like the entirety of like Boston will be like the like recreate earth in fallout style. Now I've been told that these maps, even though it's not like a full planet, you can explore like no man's sky. The maps for each planet is pretty sizable. Like I, I've been told that like some of the planets are like as big as like Fallout Four. Like, is that true from what you've seen? Or they sure they are pretty fucking huge. Yeah, I've not found. I'm sure there's limit. I'm sure there's a limit to where you can walk. I haven't seen any in like normal playthrough. Like not trying to hit a limit, but just like walking in a direction and then because I guess it'll just generate shit. So you'll look around. It'll it'll only show you landmarks that are like within a certain radius of you. If you keep going, it'll give you more shit that you couldn't see, you know, from where you started. So that's when I was on the first planet. 
uh i think it's like james jemison uh there was like three landmarks that were like within my starting like my, my landing zone so i went out to those landmarks and discovered them and then within once i got to those there were like further along there were like a couple more that i could see i was like oh shit there's more shit out here um so it, it is more than you, there's a limited range on like your scanner to like see the shit but if you yeah. keep going it seems like it, it generates more shit so i'm not sure when or yeah. how that or if that stops yeah but... i've heard there's like limits to it like you will hit a limit like the the game will be like oh you've hit the the end of the world but if you look at it though i've heard like each plane is supposed to be as big as like fallout 4 maybe a little bit smaller and if that's true like here's my thing when it comes to like large games right yeah well here's um, a here's the thing that here's the thing that uh you might be missing is that each planet has different i i i could i could believe that each planet is the size of a fallout 4 but when you land on it that's not what you're getting what you're getting when you land on it is a like a cross section so each planet is breaking up into like different biomes so like if okay. i re if i remember on jemison there was if you like scan around before you land on a planet you can scan around and see like what is what and if you like put a little a marker down it'll show you hey this is a rainforest biome or this is a uh like a desolate biome or this one's a, a forest biome and i think that is what determines what exactly your like zone you're getting into um like this one's like ocean or like shit like that um so it's not like you land on a planet and you get one thing it's like several things spread out across the planet is what i'm i'm led to believe um and even even then it'll say like if you start scanning all the animals it'll be like you'll scan like three of them and it'll be like hey you've found all the animals within this biome which means you have to go to like a different you have to go to like the the volcano area to like see what like else is over there it'll show you like how many are on the planet but you can only get a certain amount in that biome because maybe certain animals don't spawn in that biome that you're in so yeah it's um it's not like you don't just get one you landed on the planet and here you are it's this is this area of the planet then you have to like leave and then land on a different part and then you're in a different thing but you can't walk into you can't like land on the planet you can't land on jemison and then walk into new atlantis right gotcha. you have to like land at new atlantis it doesn't like work they're like sectioned off which was because i tried it and yeah you can't do that uh gotcha. so okay. <laughs> But yeah, no, so it's, it's different like boxed off areas. Now I'm not sure how many of those areas there are, because even within certain biomes, maybe there's different thing. Like if you if you took off and then landed yeah. in the same exact spot, would it be like a yeah. different thing? Like that, I don't know. But there are there are different biomes per planet, so that much is yeah is uh yeah 
Gotcha. Okay, well, that's fine then. Like, because my, my, my big complaint when it comes to, like, large games is that there are these huge, sprawling maps with, like, a fucking hour of, like, nothing to do between just walking from one mission to the next. Like, I hate stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think Fallout 4 and 3 did a good job of, like, combining it. You know, because you have, like, these long spurts where there's, like, nothing, but it's not too intrusive when it does it. And the stuff, when you do get to, like, civilization, it's, like, packed with, like, stuff to do, people to see. Am I making sense there? Like, it's not, like, this big, empty, like, world of nothing. Yeah, but the the nothingness adds to, um, when you do discover something, it's, like, more, like, what the fuck is that? Like, I was on, even when I was on Jemison, which is not, like, it's not barren by any means, but there were, there are, like, sprawling areas where it's just, like, rocks and trees and shit, and I was just walking, I was just walking, and then I hear fucking, like, engines in the distance, I was like, what the fuck is that? And it was like a ship was just flying overhead, it landed somewhere in the distance, I was like, what the fuck is that? I'm gonna, like, run towards that, but then, like, I couldn't get to it in time, it just, it took off again and just, like, left. And then, and then I heard I heard gunfire in like another direction, and I started going towards that. I was like, "Who's fuck shooting out there?" Uh, and I walk out there. It's a spacer. A spacer was like a generic like bandit enemy, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was a spacer shooting at something, but I didn't see what it was shooting at. All I saw was a spacer. So I started shooting at the spacer, and then it like runs away, and then it turns out what it was shooting at was a giant fucking scorpion creature that had a it didn't even have a level so if you look at like if you look at any enemy it shows you its level usually it's like five six this thing didn't even have a fucking level it just had a skull and crossbones and i was like what the fuck is that skull and crossbones like don't even fucking try it just run so like the spacer (laughs) is still there i was like hold up i'm gonna join you i'm gonna help you kill this fucking thing because i have no idea what that is um (laughs) It had like a scream attack. It was like screaming at me and doing damage, and I didn't even realize it was damaging me, and it ended up killing me. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like that was like that that like that's the kind of shit that I'm talking about. Where it's like, you can it, it throws this shit at you that you don't expect, and like that's where it gets really exciting. Because even when it is just boring and you're just walking around, this exciting shit can happen. This random shit can happen, and that's like it was super exciting when that happened uh it killed me and then i tried to run back there to find it again but it, it just it didn't happen again so i was like oh that was just a random that was just a random thing it was super cool that's fucking crazy that is so fucking crazy like i, I, I dig that i really dig that <laughs> like i want to i want to Oh, God, I can't wait till it comes out. It's coming out on, I think, Monday for us normies. Let me see. Hold on. The 6th, I think it's Wednesday or September Tuesday. 6th. Yeah, so that's on, yeah, it's on Wednesday. So I'm barely going to be able to play it because I'm working Wednesday, Thursday. So I'll barely be, I'll barely be able to like, really have time to play it maybe Thursday night or Friday. Yeah, you would have to schedule some time. It's just it's just one of those games, man, where you're like you're playing it, you're like, I'm gonna play this for like an hour and then you look at the you look and you, know, you look out the window and they're like it's blue out there and you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. I've been playing this for thirteen hours. <laughs> it's like one of those games, man, where it just it just keeps 
it keeps on giving even though it's like i don't I, it's hard to explain man it's hard to explain because even when there's nothing exciting happening i'm still enthralled by the universe the the soundtrack is great yeah the the atmosphere is great it's just it just pulls you in it, it just pulls you in and kind of embraces you it's really good it's really good oh man i can't wait to try it out now like i'm i'm excited i'm like legit really excited to give it a shot god damn it. <laughs> yeah so that's that's Starfield. Anyone have any other questions about Starfield before we uh before we move on to like the news we're supposed to? <laughs> but no, like no, this is good to talk about it though. I'm probably gonna talk about just as much when like we play it. Actually, probably not. I'll maybe have like a day or two under my belt when I do finally play it. So that I only played it for six hours. So that that was my yeah. experience after six hours. So, I feel like yeah, it it gives you a lot to talk about. Within it gets yeah. started, it gets started pretty quickly. Like if you're like Skyrim, where you're like you're on the carts and then a dragon attacks and then you're in it, you know. Whereas like Fallout Four it took fucking forever. You had to do this bullshit fucking. Oh my baby, Sean, where's Sean? Get in the yeah. get in the vault. It's like it skips all that bullshit and gets right into it. So I like I like that. But even That's getting cool. right into it is still like not even the six hours I played. It still feels like a tutorial. It still feels like the it hasn't took the shackles off yet. But oh wow, I'll definitely give it a shot then once it comes out. I'm I'm really excited to try it, and I'm definitely gonna get it on. Oh, it's on Game Pass. I'm gonna play the Game Pass version. Maybe if I like really get into it, like really really get into it, I might pick it up on Steam later. Yeah. Um, so I can, so I can get some mods, man. That's CBBE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I joke, I joke. But I'm not, though. Um, <laughs> but I tell you, my brother was, um, he just got a PC a little while ago and he was looking for, uh, he wanted to mod Skyrim. So he's like, hey, what are some mods I can download? And I sent him the link to CBBE. Yeah. Well, I, I told him to down to look it up. I'm like, hey, look up CBBE. He's like, what is that? And I'm like, it's a really cool like character mod. It's like the most popular mod in the game. Like it's the number one mod in uh, Skyrim right now. Like if you look at the Nexus, it's constantly at like number one. It's like check that out. It's number one for a reason. That's really cool. And he's like, bet. And then, like an hour later, he's like, bro, you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I you wow. can use that mod without like the nudity. It has options without yeah. the nudity. It's it is a good like it improves the overall quality of the like character models. It's not just Yeah, like it, it makes them, the character Yeah, exactly. Like it makes the characters like it doesn't just make everybody hot. It also like updates the the character the textures on the skin and stuff so the characters like just look sharper. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's more than just like a pervert mod. Yeah. The fact that it is a pervert mod is a very, very nice bonus. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, jokes aside, like I can't wait to like really try and stick my teeth into it. Um, I'm playing so many games right now, so maybe once I start that, that'll be like the game I focus on and just like obsess over for who knows how long. Yeah. But yeah, no. Thanks for talking about it. I can't wait to try it. Honestly. Um. Moving on to gaming news now. 
PlayStation Plus monthly games for September. We got Saints Row, the new Saints Row coming out on PS4 and PS5. Uh, Black Desert Traveler Edition is dropping on PS4 as well as Generation Zero. Um, so that's really cool to see. Saints Row didn't get a lot of positive attention. I heard it's still fun. Um, yeah. I definitely need to check it out. But I got it. It was like 12 bucks or some shit on Green Man or Fanatical, one of those sites. Yeah, if it was fun, worth the 12 bucks. Well, I didn't play it yet. I just I grabbed oh. it because it was cheap. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. Um. So we'll see when that when that drops. You know, that'll be cool to see for everybody. PlayStation Plus. Actually, it's already out right now, isn't it? Uh, no, September four five. September five. Yeah, can't remember. But we're also seeing a price hike, about 33% price increase. Yeah. To so all PlayStation Plus subscriptions. This, this was the real news. No one cared about yeah. the fucking games. Well, they cared yeah. especially less about the games once they realized how shitty they were compared to, and they're raising the price for the shitty games. Yeah, that's something that really bummed me out. <laughs> the whole selling point of PlayStation Plus was like, because before it was required for online gaming. It was like, hey, here's a subscription that's not expensive. And it gives you like all these free games to download. And they're good ass games. Like every month when PlayStation Plus was like at its peak, games were hot. Uh then when they got the Vita into it and the PS4, like they got even better because you got even more games out of it. Um but now I feel like we're getting less stuff and they're charging us more now. I, I canceled my PlayStation Plus subscription like forever ago. So I've been I've been out of that for a while already. Um so this this, this doesn't affect me <laughs> at all. Yeah. And I, I don't know, luckily I subscribed for one month to play some uh Metal Gear Solid five or four and then canceled it when I realized I couldn't play Metal Gear Solid Four. So Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh imagine paying eighty dollars a year just to play your games online right right and that's uh, if you buy the yearly subscription yeah like, that's if you buy the yearly that's the cheap that's, that's the cheapest you pay yeah <laughs> if you if you don't have 80 bucks right now to do it but you know your boys want to play some call of duty you gotta shell out like ten dollars a month right fifteen dollars a month something like that yeah it's insane this is it why is like the the cost the cost of a console is misleading because it's not factoring in that well you can't even play it online unless you pay fucking a subscription it's and but then that, like you know pc gaming that shit's all free the games themselves are like usually cheaper <laughs> yeah and yeah it's like everything on steam you get for free what everyone else is charging you for it's insane like cloud saves for free yeah uh i get um online play for free friends invites uh i can even like let i can even like stream they got like a streaming service <laughs> built into steam um People are uh, people are rioting. Yeah, about, exactly. They should, they should be because like this is the yeah. first step, man. This is the first step. Now I remember when Microsoft tried to do this and people rioted, and then they said, "Okay, we're not going to do that." 
I don't think Sony is going to undo this. No, they're not. Why would they? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, you got they're people leading by the, the pack balls. right now. They're leading the pack right now. They're the most popular console. Well, Switch is the most popular console, but, you know, it's not... It's it's, it's, it's its own thing. Um, yeah. But it's what's the most popular console right now. If we're talking about... If you want to play Call of Duty, PlayStation's the way to do it right now. So, you know, if you play on PlayStation, all your friends play on PlayStation... You can bitch and moan that, oh, this is bullshit. I hate this, but they're not going to. Why would they stop? They got your money. You bought their system. You know, and like, what are you going to do? Go buy an Xbox? Like, no one's going to do that. They should, but no one's going to. And that's, that's, they're, they're, they have no incentive to like not do it. With that, with Microsoft, it's like, you know, we're, we're second place right now by a huge margin. Not even close. So I feel like because of that, they have to work a little bit harder. They have to be more pro-consumer to get ahead, and that's that's where they're at right now. Like I've I've said it multiple times, but Microsoft right now is the most pro-consumer way to play your games right now, outside of PC. Yeah, right now. I'm right going, now, I'm going through the uh, comments on this thing. I. I expected, you know, the, the the comment section on the PlayStation blog is usually nothing but fanboys just uh, cheering Sony on for whatever they do, but they are they are rioting here in the comments too. So yeah. I will give them. I'm sure there are some people in there like, oh, but guys, look how much more stuff we have now, guys. <laughs> like they have to charge us, guys. They can't just do it like this forever, guys. Come on, be yeah. realistic. There's always like some fucking bootlicker there, dude. There's always some fucking like fanboy with Sony's cock like in their mouth that has to just like just defend every shitty decision. You can own the system and be a fan, but still call them out on their shit. Like, come on. Like, I call out Microsoft, Xbox, and Sony on all their shit. I'm yeah. a huge Star Wars fan, and I have no problem bitching about Disney and Star Wars and all Star Wars shit. Like, <laughs> Come on, like, don't don't be a fucking bitch about it. Just like call them out. Don't be afraid to call them out. Um, and it's good to see that because you're right. Like Sony fanboys are like different types of fanboys. I know I used to be one of them, and they will like defend every shitty thing to their like dying breath. And it's good to see people like, hey, this is bullshit. And remember when like, also you know. Remember when the Activision Blizzard thing was being settled and all these Sony fanboys are all pissed off because they're like, oh, well, this is bullshit. Microsoft's going to have a monopoly. Like, Game Pass is good right now, but watch them jack the price up, you know, once this goes through. Okay, who's jacking prices up now? Like, yeah, no one's saying shit about that. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. <laughs> watch how quick people forget. Watch how quick they forget. But... Everyone's, jokes aside, like they're saying they're, they're saying they're gonna cancel their shit. I doubt it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Remember when people wanted to uh boycott Left 4 Dead 2? Look how that <laughs> ha like how that turned out. Remember that? No, I don't <laughs> remember that. Boycott? What happened? Yeah, what was that? Like, yeah, because Left 4 Dead got announced and it was the promise was like, oh, we're gonna have all this content for Left 4 Dead 1. And it didn't get any expansions, and then they're like, oh psych, we're gonna make Left 4 Dead 2 instead. Oh. And people were like pissed off about it because they're like, "Oh, I bought this game with the expectation I was gonna buy more stuff for it later." 
Yeah, look at it's a thing that happened. Like people were pissed off about it, and it wasn't like a small group of people. Like it was a pretty sizable chunk of the audience. And there's this huge like boycott. People like, oh, boycott Left 4 Dead 2 until they like make updates for Left 4 Dead 1, and then like nobody followed through with it. <laughs> yeah, I just can't. I can't justify. I can't justify owning a console and paying for these subscriptions here's i would i would pay i would like no okay here's what how it should be is that you should be able to play online for free that should just be a guarantee I cloud, agree. cloud saves guaranteed free uh friends list uh achievements whatever free 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 the only thing is like the extra bullshit if i want to use your um your games if you want to give me free games every month that should be a subscription i should be able to subscribe to that optionally and get whatever games you got coming per month that should be a, a, like the bottom tier is like whatever this is like these three these three games you get three of these per month they probably it might be shitty they might be good whatever um then like the next tier should be like um hey you get access to the collection or whatever so you all you can eat buffet it's like like game pass whatever the fuck the collection you want that you got to pay the next tier and then the tier after that should be like cloud cloud streaming yeah and that yeah. should be it it shouldn't be any like kind of doing except that they're you know for online play isn't free but they're kind of doing that yeah um and here's the thing too like my biggest pet peeve about this is the the lack of like preservation because like Sony, if Sony offered like all this backwards compatibility like Microsoft does, I could almost forgive their their pricing service. Almost. Just because like there's some fucking classic PS2 games I would love to play on a modern system. And yeah. they just did it like Microsoft was, where it's like, hey, you can down you can buy the game digitally if you wanted to, or you can just pop the disc in and play it. Like but also, I also saw breakdown on the Microsoft Store. Fucking breakdown for ten dollars. Who the fuck remembers breakdown? Nobody. But it's there. If you want to play, I don't play. think I don't think it's enough for them to just. <clears throat> I don't think it's enough for them to just let me play a old game. Like I need it. I need to. I need it to be slightly like in a, at least at the very least what Nintendo is doing, where it's like, hey, it's got. Uh, you can rewind or you can uh, use save states. Yeah. Or it's got like multiplayer, or like online multiplayer. We just facilitate that as like a second controller. Um, yeah. Like at the minimum, we should do that. But from what I expect from like PlayStation, and Microsoft is, we've also added achievements for every one of these old games, and um, cloud saves for all these old games. Yeah. Uh, like that it is that, needs like, progression too. Like I was able to play Fable Three on my xbox one with my game pass subscription mind you I had to pay any extra money for it. i just had my game pass subscription and you know i got the highest tier because i have a pc too and the cost of like getting the the bottom tier for pc bottom tier for xbox is about the same as like just getting the the ultimate tier with like you know xbox live and cloud gaming and all that so i just got the ultimate tier for it and it's fucking great I was able to play Fable 3 on my Xbox where I realized what a piece of shit Fable 3 is. And then, like, 
carry that same progress over to my to my phone. Like I could play it on my lunch break. And granted, you know, it's it's a cloud game. It's cloud gaming, so it's not perfect, but it's great on my lunch break. Just pull it up, check on my properties, like you know, yeah. go through my income, buy some more property, and then just when I get home, it's it's there. All the stuff I did is there. Nujariah says you should be able to use your di- your own disc, like Microsoft does it. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Hundred ten percent. Like, and you know, here's the thing: if Microsoft had just done done that, I would have been like happy with it. You know, like, oh, I get to play like, I get to play fucking Army of Two. Great. That's that's totally fine. I'm happy with that. But no, they also let me play it with an enhanced with enhanced um textures, enhanced resolution, enhanced uh frame rate. Yeah, like it's fucking awesome. Like not, it's not awesome. even like that. Even if they didn't do that, as at, at the bare minimum, because I, I went full digital a long time ago, PS3 era. So I've oh yeah, my linked to my account is my entire digital library I had on PS3, and PS4 and whatever the fuck. Like it should be able to see that I've purchased all of these games digitally and just let me install it on the new consoles microsoft does microsoft does but i don't understand why playstation can't do that it's the same account structure because why would they why would they yeah because they're they're ahead right now they have no reason to do that like that's that's what pisses me off they got stagnant like they're leading the charge right now they're killing all the competition they have no chance of like no one has any, no other competition has any chance of like taking, taking that away from them. They've, they've established a firm foothold right now. So they have no reason to, to do this cool stuff. They, they can make some more money by charging you to buy the game you already bought again on yeah. a subscription. Like I, did, do. I did buy most of the games I bought already. I did it on PC. Because if I was going to do it anyway, if I was going to have to buy it again anyway, I'd buy it on a platform that is actually going to carry with me the rest of my life, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Which it has so far. Like, let's be honest here. Like, yeah. Knights of the Old Republic, I've been able to play that on PC forever. Like, I've never had an issue with it. Like, and Knights of the Republic 2 just got like a 4K update a couple of years ago. Like, <laughs> that was yeah. before the new systems came out. Like, and it's it's crazy to see that like PC really is the best way to go. Um, the only downside is that you have these console exclusive games you can't get anywhere else that that suck. Like uh, Tokyo Jungle is a game that I would love to see yeah. on anything else other than PS3, but it's not, and it sucks. It fucking sucks. I own that game digitally. Just let me download it to my fucking PS4, Sony. Like just let me download it, man. Metal Gear Solid Three, Four, Four. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, that's the one I keep bringing up because that's the one that if I was going to go back and play a Metal Gear Solid, that would be the first one because it's been too long. I played three a lot before is like yeah. I remember they, they, they put the trophies out for that game and I like started a trophy run, but I never finished it because it was just it was like towards the end of like the PS3's life. It was like on its way out already. Yeah. So. I would love to play that game again and get the trophies. Yeah. yeah, me too. That game's fucking dope. And uh, it's just, it's so obnoxious seeing that. Like, the older I get, the more, like, 
upset I get that game preservation isn't being taken as seriously, or even game preservation is being just being pro consumer and let me like download my shit again. Like it's on the same store, man. Like you own the store it came from. Like why you gotta make me jump through these hoops? Yeah. I have bought Hardcore Uprising on PS3 like years ago, many a years ago. Yeah. And there's no way to play it on a modern PlayStation system. But I can on Xbox. I'm seriously considering like buying it again on Xbox because you can't buy that game on PC. And it's it's fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Um but yeah, Sony's raising their prices on their memberships. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'll see. We'll see if anything comes through. I mean, they have to like say something. They have to acknowledge it at least. Yeah. yeah. Even if they just double down on it. Hey, inflation. Yeah. It's not going to do anything. Like, they're not going to change their mind. It's not like they're going to get the most downvoted comment in Reddit history if they go to defend it there. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, if it perfect in a perfect world, perfect scenario. They would like backpedal, but they're not. I doubt they're going to. Like they have so much market share right now, they couldn't do that and get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have like four days. <laughs> Wait, when is this happening? Uh, uh the sixth. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, man. I doubt anything's going to happen with it, but we'll see. Um. Moving on, we also got uh, some quickie news. Uh, new Grim Dawn expansion, which actually, funny enough, got me back into Grim Dawn and playing it right now when I read that news. <laughs> um, Grim Dawn, Fangs of Astrakhan got announced. It's going to introduce a uh, new mastery, which is really cool to see. Uh, new ma masteries are like classes for the games. Uh, what was this fucking mastery called? Hold on. It's like the... a transforming mastery. It's like It looks like a druid. Yeah. Yeah. A new berserker mastery. So if you keep in mind, that's like ten masteries now. You can double. You can uh, multi-class in this game. Make a whole new class. That's forty-five classes that are playable now. So you know, do that. Um, it's going to include uh, a new game mode called Conquer the Ascendance. Uh, there's a new, a whole new like story expansion to to go through. Oh my god, there's so much shit in here. There's new factions, new epic items. It's just that there's so much stuff here. And I'm gonna be honest, like Grim Dawn is such a fun, deep game. I'm playing through it right now, and I'm like, why did I stop playing this? Like this game is fucking incredible. <laughs> so you, yeah. you play Grim Dawn quite a bit. I play right? a lot of, I played it uh I don't want to say quite a bit. I did play it to like the second region, right? I, 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 uh, there's like, after the first region, there's like another region, right? There's like a desert area. Yeah. yeah I haven't played any of the expansion regions. Like was I that, was the, that an expansion? Least, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Maybe I did play a lot of it. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. Or maybe I think you just walk into that area whenever you want. You can walk into it whenever you want. Yeah. Okay. There's a, there's one that's only accessible after you beat the game. And then there's the, 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 the desert one that you can play at any time. Okay. Um, I haven't played either of them yet because I want to beat the game again before I do it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of a fun. Lot. 
Actually, I've been playing um, Last Epoch, and why? Uh, no, you're thinking of Last Arc. Yes, I Lost, think Lost, Lost Arc. Epoch's a good one. Last Epoch's a good one, and that's the one that's that, that like that's the one that came out for like thirty five dollars. Yeah, it's it's you pay for like it's a it. Paid game. Yeah. You pay for it, but okay. it is worth it is worth it. It yeah. is worth it. It's so okay. After my fallout with Diablo, I was like, let me try Path of Exile again. And Path of Exile was great, but it j I just need I need Path of Exile too. I think that would be a more streamlined yeah. experience. So I went to Last Epoch and that is just like right square in the middle. It's like right where it needs to be for me. I was like square in the middle of like the simplicity of Diablo and the the um the depth the depth of Path of Exile. It's like square in the middle of that where it's just it's easy to understand and you're not gonna fuck up your character by doing bit bad shit in the in the tree. Um and it's just great. It's just so fucking it's just great. <laughs> I gotta so. pick it up now then, because like I have this problem of picking up these like isometric RPGs and just like not finishing them. Yeah. I'll get into them, I'll burn through them for a couple hours, and I'll be like, oh, this character's cool. Let's try this character. Let's try that character. And oh. I burn myself out of it. Yeah, I'm a single character kind of guy. I will I will make one character and just play it until the heat death of the universe. So not me. I like to experiment. Um but it's it's great yeah and it does i mean it, do, it is another game where it does you know you can make one you can make within one class you can kind of branch it out into many different things so again my my magic guy he's a lightning motherfucker yeah. but you can transform your abilities into different elements so that's that's one of the things it takes from like path of exile or um I don't know, some other games that like your skill levels up and then your skill has a skill tree <laughs> inside of it. And then inside your that. inside your skills skill tree, you can branch it out into like, OK, this skill does ice now or this skill does lightning now. And then has different stuff associated with that within the skill itself. So. It's cool shit like that that I like. So. Um, and yeah, and, and Grim Dawn does like do that too, but with uh, like you mix and match classes and shit, and, and the devotions too, like the, devotions. the constellation devotions, like those are like it's like, oh, here's a whole ass skill tree that give you all these passes at the end of it. Here's like a fucking crazy ability that just changes how your ability works. Yeah, you want your like, you want your like your uh your base attempt to randomly summon monsters you can do that <laughs> yeah like it's it's crazy it's crazy the shit you can do in that game um so i'll probably get back into this too yeah with um they said that this this uh this is in oh the the 1.2 update that they just put out is in public place testing i don't know what that means is that out or do you have to like opt into that? Because I know in Steam you can go into like game properties and like opt into certain betas. I wonder if that's something you have to do with this uh their one point two update. That was the one they announced like a week or two ago. So 
Yeah, Grim Dawn. I remember liking Grim Dawn. Uh, uh, the, the big thing for me is controller support. It does have controller oh. support, but it's not like it's not. Oh, yeah, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. Um, and the map. I think I remember the map being not great, but maybe that I think was... the map is fine. But yeah, <laughs> right, we got a lot to get through. So, um, Volition <laughs> is closing. It's been like two hours. I feel bad for my wife and my son. Right. Um, <laughs> But no, I like Grimdawn a lot, and uh, I'm definitely going to get back into it now. I'm kind of getting burned out at Diablo a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And uh, yeah, Grimdawn's still fun as fuck. Um, Volition is closing its doors immediately. Um, their parent company... I can't remember who owns them. Uh, Embracer. Embracer, yeah, is deciding to close the doors on Volition. Um, so that sucks. You know, Volition, the creators of Saints Row... Now all the Saints Row games they're going out the pasture, so that's a huge bummer. Uh, we'll see what happens with this though. I mean, it sucks to see these these teams and the game developers go, but with the poor performance of the most recent Saints Row re Saints Row reboot, it's uh, it's it sucks that it has to get closed down. But I see where it's coming from. It sucks how corporate the game industry has become that it's like above all else it's making money and yeah. not like about making just a fun fucking video game you know yeah. like i feel like, like I the, get it. you gotta make money keep the doors open but there should be a way to make money by keeping by making good video games but yeah or just making like i, I feel like it you're not allowed to pursue like your the thing you're actually passionate about because you know it's not going to make a lot of money. So, or maybe you do do that, but you like add in like a battle pass or some bullshit, cosmetic bullshit or something like that to like nickel and dime people. Like it makes it impossible to kind of do the thing you truly want to do because it might not have the profit that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I really want to make a game about fairies, but fairies is not hot right now. So let's give them like chainsaws and make yeah. it real violent or something to make like have people talk about it at least or some yeah. shit like and that. You have to put loot boxes into it so yeah. you can make money residually after the game's out. Yeah. You can't just make money off of like the sales alone anymore. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I guess that goes for like most entertainment medias, but. Yeah. It feels like video games has never been that. It, like video games has always been, for better or for worse. It's it's like mostly been like, whoever made this game must have really been passionate about it because this is garbage. Yeah. But <laughs> at least they made what they wanted to make. Yeah, you just don't really feel that anymore. Yeah, I miss like the PS2 era when games like weren't so expensive to produce that you can they can take chances and make weird shit. Yeah, I think that's the problem too. Yeah. The games are too expensive to make right now. Yeah. Which the indie scene is kind of getting ahead of that. I mean, like a Path of Exile, like. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah, most indies where you know they can kind of make something that's not as polished, but it's still a fucking incredible video game. Yeah. Granted, like the Path of Exile guys are they're owned by um, what are they owned by? They're owned by Tencent, right? But whatever the point is that like there's a way to make money <laughs> and make a good ass game like there's a middle ground there like path of exiles doing it that game's free to play so 
it's there. The waves are there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sad to see Volition going out. Um, SAG AFTRA votes unanimously to send interactive media video game on strike. Well, so they, they voted to send out the option of vote to go on strike. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, so voting is going to happen. Um, which doesn't mean they like strike immediately, right? It just means that yeah. they could. Like, now it's on the, the option to strike is on the table now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah. um, I think voting has like started and yeah, they're gonna give it a couple of weeks and then I think the results are gonna come out towards the end of the month, right? And then something will happen or not. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we'll it's about wages. Happens. I think it's about wages, and I think it's about AI, the use of AI in voice acting, or not necessarily the yeah. use, but the use of people's voices in AI to create AI. Yeah. Um, because I know that was a thing where, like, wasn't there like a mod? I think for Skyrim or Fallout, where people were using AI to like generate new quests and stuff and new dialogue for their characters. Yeah, it was more than just a mod. It's many now yeah <laughs> but yeah, i think it's less like, i think it's less about modding and more about because they're like they're officially doing this like developers are doing it to kind of circumvent to not have to pay people um yeah. i think uh 10 cent they're doing it in genshin i saw something genshin was doing it uh i, I don't i don't think they're part of the sag after shit but um that was one i think genshin i saw that they were using AI voices of the people who voice their shit to like not. Yeah, have which to... like you can get a lot of mileage out of that because a lot of voice actors like if you talk to a lot of voice actors or seen interviews with voice actors and they talk about video games, a lot of their work you'd be surprised how big name voice actors are in games and you have no idea because yeah. they voice like Soldier Number Three or character gets blown up by grenade like yeah like uh. There's uh there's an interview I saw with um god damn it, I can't move. One second. One second. Ice Cube. No. Aaron Fitzgerald, she does the voice for um oh. GA Sadanaka and Persona 4. And they had asked her, like, you know, hey, do you get like copies of the game or something when you or games you voice? And she's like, No. <laughs> no like, do you play the games that you for the characters you voice? And she's like, I can't even it's like if I if I bought a copy of a game for every if i bought a copy of the game for every character i voice in that game i wouldn't have any money they don't pay me enough to do it and i guess because like she does on top of like being like actual named characters like chie Saranaka, a lot of her work comes from like oh i'm like soldier number three or i'm this random npc and a lot of her voice work is just like repetitive npc lines or like grunts yeah. and moans from getting hurt or something yeah. and you know, it's it's not a lot of work. It's like an hour of work, an hour of work maybe. But she talks about she's in a lot of games where she just does that, <laughs> and it's it's interesting to see that. Like, you know, you can see a young, small, up and coming voice actor. Like, you know, there's a benefit to that, right? Like, you know, you you get into these like booths, you can do a lot of different voices. It gets your name out there. Let's just see the industry, like from the inside, how it works. You know, I guess somebody on your resume to help get your next job. And now that's not going to happen if they're using AI for that. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. So it's... they, 
they they listed some uh some names here of people who are um are are under under their radar i guess in terms of i i don't i don't totally understand what the what the deal was apparently they hit a deal with these guys like a year ago but didn't uh finalize the ultimately the the terms of their contracts or whatever so that's just being scrutinized yeah um so we'll see when it comes up on the official like if they do move to strike we'll see what the official terms of the strike are yeah and what impact it's going to have on the industry like we we know like the uh video game industry well, the entire voice acting industry can be very like anti voice actor very predatory but to see uh now there's some option to change that as well as like kind of future proof themselves from like future issues and future and future um you know discrepancies it'll be cool to see like what those contracts look like um yeah so that's the thing that's happening um dark messiah modding community got ubisoft approval so now dark messiah is going to feature um rtx support uh co-op mod is being developed right now and um um i just fucking lost the page for the fuck (laughs) I've never played this game, but All right, let's yeah, it's like the precursor to the, you know, the Skyrim. Um, I think it's the precursor to like Dishonored, right? Or am I am I, am I making that up? Dishonored. Yeah, it was developed by Arcane. Oh shit! That I yeah. did not know. Is this the one that has that like that kick? Or am I making that up? Is a, there was a kick move. Yeah, it's like a. It's the game has this overpowered like Spartan kick that like knocks enemies back, and the environment's designed so you could like kick them into spikes or kick them into like kick them off a cliff or kick bad guys into each other, and they get fucking bumped around. Like, hold on, I think it's this game, or it might be something else. No, I think it's Arcs Fatalis. I'm thinking of. Oh. But this game also is about Byrokin. I like um Yeah, I remember I remember seeing this back when it was coming out. Just the like trailers for this shit and being like, holy shit, this looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh it's like a, a first person RPG? That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh <laughs> so I think I, I think like... it might be a precursor to both of those. Like Yeah. Um, I gotta give it to Ubisoft, man. They've been like very, they've been very cool about their shit. Like when yeah. it comes to like people modding it and shit, you don't get a lot of traction though. But they usually they usually allow people to do stuff like this. So yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll keep cool an eye see. out. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I wonder if they're out of play right now. Probably it's on Game Pass, right? I think I own this game on Steam. That's probably how you're going to want to do it. Yeah, probably. I can do that. I heard good things, so I might check it out. Um, Pull those thoughts back up. Also, something I added. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Community Edition. Um, So those who don't know, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 kind of has a second life right now with the uh, fan sphere. the game has gotten a ton of 
updates throughout the year made by fans of the game. Uh, things like rollback netcode have been introduced to the game through uh, fan mods, um, characters, uh, balance changes to characters. So some joke characters have been made viable. But this community edition features some of the best uh, mods for Marvel vs. Capcom 3, as well as like over 50 characters. We're talking like, oh God, we have fucking um, Gene from God Hand, The Thing from Fantastic Four, Dan Hibiki from Street Fighter, Ultron from, you know, Marvel Comics are all in here. Uh, they're bringing Ken, Sakura from Street Fighter, uh, Charlie, Guile, God, all kinds of characters. Spider-Gwen's in here. Um, Cammy's going to be introduced in here. Um, all kinds of characters are being introduced in here. And it's fucking dope. It's dope to see it. Um, it does currently require, uh, I think they said the Steam edition of the game. I'll have to double check it, but it's, all, it's on a PC version. I think Steam's like the best way to get it right now. So go check that out. There's some cool shit in here, man. Wait, this like, is Marvel 3? This is Marvel 3, yeah. Is that the Not last? Infinite. Okay. No. Oh, yeah. See, I was I was like, what? Like, it wasn't there? Yeah, there's one with, like, Rocket Raccoon or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, Marvel 3. And it got a lot of good press when it came out. People were, like, skeptical about it, but, you know, got a lot of good press eventually with their ultimate... Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And with Infinite, you know, it didn't, it was a huge setback from what people expected. You know, people didn't want what Infinite was bringing to the table. So to see the fans get together and be like, well, we'll just make our own fucking Marvel game, Marvel vs. Capcom. And they did. They introduced so many new characters, uh, so many uh, quality of life changes. It's cool to see. And this is thing I want to talk about just to kind of highlight right now, you know, seeing the effort the fans are putting to keep this game alive. Yeah, um, I want to see Gene. You, yeah, I was sold at Gene. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he shows up like towards the end of the trailer here, uh, right before Nero, I think. And yeah, there's some cool shit here. I can't wait to see this come out. I don't think there's a release date for it quite yet, but you can subscribe to the YouTube channel to see like where it's gonna come out when you get it. Yeah, I'm excited. And moving on, we also got a new trailer for Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I didn't see this trailer yeah. yet. Oh, oh, you, I mean, it's not, it, they don't, it, they just show a lot of the gameplay, but it's not much more than what they already showed. Mostly, it's the multiplayer stuff that oh, yeah. they revealed here that I was like, you guys are fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Basically, it's a strand game and um like death stranding basically like death stranding you can um when you play the game if you're online and you play a level you can see everyone as a ghost who's playing that level oh, and cool. if you die you can like float around as a bubble and anyone who's also playing that level can pop you in the in the bubble and rescue you and you don't lose a life um but in addition to that you can put down a poster or like you can put down a little like cardboard cutout of of yourself and if you touch any player who's online if they touch that cardboard cutout they get resurrected in the same way if they touch an actual player so 
that that is like some death stranding ass shit right there but also there's hearts <laughs> you get likes so every time someone uses it you get a like and That's it shows cool. you how many people have likes on the thing and i'm like that is death stranding as fuck you didn't have to do yeah. that but <laughs> That's awesome i dig that so, i dig that okay this will be cool to check out then once that comes out later what's it coming out later this year next month there you go. So October. check that out when it drops. Yeah, I this game looks fucking awesome. Yeah, and it does. I love it. Yeah. Sure. Uh, moving on to some more game releases. So September 5th, Tuesday, we got Chance of Senar releasing. I don't know what this fucking game is. Seems like a long to load. Okay, so it's like a action adventure puzzle platformer. Okay, that's cool. I like the art style. Yeah, art style is pretty cool. Yeah. Next, we got Monochrome Mobius Rights and Wrongs Forgotten. So that's a visual novel. But it doesn't look like a visual novel to me. <laughs> well, the, the term visual novels is has come has come a long way. Yeah. So the the defined tags here are GRPG fantasy lore rich visual novel anime. So I guess you can argue it's like all of those things. It almost looks like a Xenoblade, almost. Almost. Almost, yeah. Uh, then we got Rune Factory 3 Special releasing on Tuesday as well for everything. No, just PC and Switch. I never played any of these Rune Factory games. Like, if anyone, like, knows about them or likes them, let us know. Like, let us know in the comments what you think of them. I swear I was playing one earlier this month. <laughs> Probably. I think I was playing five. They're on five or six now. So I think special is the one people like. I don't know why, but they always re-release the old ones as a special. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what this one is about. I don't know what the special is. So Yeah. But. Um next Wednesday, September sixth, we got Baldur's Gate three releasing on PS five. Yeah. So that's I've heard really be, good things about this. That's gonna be big. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about this. Um, as a D&D player, there's a lot of cool shit here that I really want to get into. And yeah, the game looks dope. Is the thing the PS5 version is not going to have the split screen? So the I Xbox no will? Okay. I have no idea. But no, this game looks dope. Um, like we also got Starfield releasing September 6th for PC and Xbox Series X. Yeah. So that's when I'll get to play it. <laughs> big, big, big game. Yeah, big game. September 7th, we got the Dragoness Command of the Flame releasing on Nintendo Switch. Oh, it's a strategy RPG? I'm out. Yeah, I'm out too. It's got mixed reviews on Steam, so <laughs> I guess a lot of people are out. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis is releasing on mobile. September 7th as well. I'm curious about this. Yeah, me too. I, I don't know what it is. It's like a... I'm is it like is it a remake of those turn-based game or is it like a visual novel type gotcha thing? I don't it know what says, it says, experience the journey of a young hero, Sephiroth. Experience both classic and new stories within the Final Fantasy VII universe presented in a retro-style look combined with modern, beautifully rendered graphics. Solo or co-op battle mode okay i thought this was the one that was like the entirety of the final fantasy 7 
franchise in one game. That's what I thought it was. And it, it is supposed to be that, but I guess they're adding some extra shit into it. I didn't know you play as a young hero Sephiroth. Or maybe that you don't play as another story in it. Is it? Yeah, because Everchrist is supposed to be like, oh, here's all the stuff that like was in that Final Fantasy VII like chronology, right? Like, yeah, you know, Crisis Core, Dirge of Cerberus, like. And it looks like it looks like it's a Dirge of Cerberus, man. Oh my god. Yeah, I think it's supposed to have all of that shit together, but like compounded into a single player retro style look but i don't know what it's supposed to be like like if it was a straight remake of the original ff7 with some extra story stuff put into it but just played like that game with better graphics i'd be okay with that but that's not what this is it's a weird yeah. gacha game so we'll see when know. it comes i don't out. know if it's a gacha yeah. game i don't know about that it's a gacha game for like the weapons and skins and stuff oh is it yeah huh yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm going to play this when it comes out, so... Yeah, so I, you can I, tell me about it. I pre-registered for it. Yeah, so you can tell me about it. Um, But yeah, then we got the many places of Mr. Koo. Cool. It's a point-of-adventure game. I oh. fucking love the animation for this. This character looks familiar. Right? Where have I seen that? I don't know. Maybe I've seen this trailer before. I've never seen this trailer before, but that character looks familiar. Yeah. It's probably because he has this kind of, like, just simple, like, character design that maybe just kind of looks like something else we've seen before, but... This is going in the wish list. I don't know what the fuck this is, but I like what I'm seeing. Yeah, dude, this is weird as shit, and I love it. You're, like, controlling separate parts of his body. Like, that's weird. I love it. And the animation's really good, like... Yeah. Okay, I dig this. Moving on, Rugby 24. No link to that, so moving on. Yeah, no Uh, link. It's Rugby. September, yeah, September 8th, Friday, we got Anonymous Code releasing on PC, Switch, and PS4. Yeah. It's a visual novel... Game? I think this is from the Steins Gate guys. Ah, there we go. Yeah. That's why it is the type is types like that. There you go. If you're in Steins Gate, you can pick that up. Uh next we got Fay Farm releasing on PC and Switch. Also September eighth. It's uh Harvest Moon like, so it's cool. It's a nice, cozy Harvest Moon RPG. Go check that out. Uh NBA 2K24. You know what NBA 2K24 yes. is. If you don't know what this is, then this game's not for you. Um, <laughs> but another NBA 2K game, so go check that out when it drops. You know, anyone who wants to play this is already going to play it. I don't think I can say or do <laughs> to sway them one way or the other. Next, last but not least, we have Synced releasing on PC. It's a free-to-play cooperative shooter with PvE and PvP elements. It looks like Warframe, but ghetto. Yeah, that's a good good way to put it. Yeah. There was a demo for this in a demo derby, and it didn't work. It crashed for me when I tried to launch it. So So there we go. Maybe it'll come out. It'll be decent, but I don't know. It looks like 
again, it looks like Warframe mixed with like Remnant, but not as good as either of those things. Yeah. It looks like it could be okay. Looks like it'd be okay, but I'm not going to waste my time on okay. But we'll see. It's free to play. I might check it out just to see. We'll see. This looks cool. And that's going to do it, everybody. Thank you guys so much for coming and listening into us talk about Starfield for fucking yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, go to GameRoots.com. Yep. Go to GameRoots.com slash Twitch. GameRoots.com slash YouTube. GameRoots.com slash Kick. GameRoots.com slash Discord. I'll be, I'll be chilling out in the Discord. And uh, you can chill out in there as well. And uh, hang out with us and talk with us and play video games with us and just and just have fun. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it's that's all about. That's what we do this for fun. Yeah. That's what we do this for fun. We're not making any money, so. <laughs> yeah. That's so. fun. I'm doing this for fun. Uh, that's going to do it. Thanks. Yep, everybody, yep, come in, say hi, but go out there, be cool, be safe, and be listening to each other. We'll see you guys all next week. Bye.